Uh, although I will admit that there are some times when I'm driving to work and I'm like, uh, I, I see where Thanos is coming from. Oh, yeah. I You ever been driving to work and wish that you had like a snowplow on the front of your vehicle and you could just push them out of your way? You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve, and Troy. to me be host this week but i hope you're sitting down or you can brace yourselves it's been an up and down week for video game news and and nerdy stuff more nerdy stuff but you heard it here on trophy horrors and you probably read it sony did a great thing they brought in insomniac games first party developer so really exciting but then in typical sony fashion one step forward, five steps back. You know, they might be yanking Spider-Man out of the MCU. Still trying to work out a deal with Disney with, you know, profit and whatnot. But it's not looking good right now. And then, same thing on Tuesday. You know, it never, never want to hear this. But GameStop walks into Game Informer and goes, you know what? Half you guys and gals, you're done. See ya. And then we end the week with, and I, and I hope you're really sitting down for this. Um, we end the week with uh, a positive that Ewan McGregor is coming back as young Obi-Wan. But then the real shocker of the week, the Uncharted movie has lost its director again. So, We've got some good news, some stuff coming from Gamescom. So with all that, I'm going to turn it over to the man, the myth, and the legend, Alex. Boom, news blast. Didn't see that one coming, did you folks? Hello everyone, and welcome to Trophy Horrors. This is episode 402. I'm your host this week, Alex, along with my partner in crime. I yield to no one. Hi, everybody. So, a uh, couple thoughts from that. One, I prefer Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan to Alec Guinness's. Come fight me. Also, the Uncharted movie is never coming out because it has been in development for the longest time. And, yeah, I, I just don't see it happening. It, unless, I mean, they, stranger things have happened. Duke Nukem came out. Duke Nukem Forever came out eventually. It just yeah. took forever. Took I just forever. feel like this is one of those projects that... All, like, aside from Assassin's Creed, like, all the popular video game movies that have been talked about, like, whether it be Shadow of the Colossus or Bioshock or Uncharted, it's just not going to happen. No, it's not. I, I just, I, I saw that, uh, it may have been, it may have been when I was putting the show notes together. I saw that little headline pop up, and I'm just like, well, that, why am I not surprised? You're not surprised because you're a very smart man. Uh, yeah. I, I'll be more surprised when they say, in theaters this summer. I mean, that would be the best time to release it was during the summer. I mean, it's a, it's got summer thriller, like, blockbuster written all over it. Yeah, it does. Especially if they include that train scene from the beginning of Uncharted 2. 
Oh my god, that'd be amazing to, to do that in the f- movies. Wow. And since we're all into amazing things here on the show, we're going to talk about our updated trophy count because we are the trophy whores. Tricky is level 43 with a total trophy count of 10,580 with a platinum count of 144. I am level 31, total trophy count of 6,909 because I'm chasing them them hard trophies in Crash Team Racing with a platinum count of 102 and 101 games. Steve is level 15 with 2,182 total trophies and a platinum count of 11. Sid is level 39 with a total trophy count of 9,110 and 167 platinums. And Yield is going to read you his own damn trophies. Level 28, trophy count of 5857. Got three new ones this week. And holding steady at 91 platinums. We all seem to be kind of holding steady at the platinum count that we're on. I mean, I, like I said, I'm playing Crash Team Racing, so I'm probably not going to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get very close to that platinum, but probably not attain it. I'm... I'm severely under my goal to average a platinum a month unless all of a sudden I just get on a platinum roll at the end of the year. Well, how many do you have so far this year? One, maybe two. <laughs> Sir, you are not far behind. You you fell off the wagon at the station. I did. I got... I, I was playing Red Dead, getting through Red Dead, and then... Uh, Days Gone, and I, I jumped in Days Gone. I did Platinum that. I know for sure that's the one Platinum I got. And then I have just been playing way too much World of Warships. Although trophies have come out, so at least making headway in that one. But I've been playing way too much World of Warships. I think we need to have an intervention. Maybe. Wreckfest is coming out on Tuesday, so that might tear me away from it. Well, there's your intervention. It's another video game that it's you It's another play. video game. All right, we yield. Yeah. You alluded to a little bit of what you've been playing. Let's make it official. Okay. What have you been doing since we last chatted on Monday? It's Friday, by the way, to break down the fourth wall. So we're uh, recording kind of in close proximity to the last time. So really, I, I played some Red Dead Online, jumped into online and tried to advance my character a little bit because I got to get to a level top out level 50 if I want to try to knock out the platinum in that. So I messed around that for a day or two. And, but mostly I've been playing a lot of World of Warships, uh, you know, uh, knocking off my trophies. I'm at 58% on, and uh, working on that, that campaign of the hunt for the Turpets. So I'm not doing too bad in that. Uh, I figured there was, there's 100 levels, and I think it's a 35-day campaign. So that worked out to 2.8 levels a day that you, if you, you know, if you did that every day, then on the hundredth or on the 35th day, you'd get the hundredth level. So I'm seven levels ahead of where I need to be right now. So I'm keeping ahead of the pace. So I may end up getting that ship. That's all I've been playing. And of course, Next week rolls out, like I said, Wreckfest comes out, so I'll be playing a lot of that too. World of Warships is going to get very cold and lonely next week. But, but see, I still got that campaign going on, so I will play enough to try to keep moving on with that, because I don't have a big enough level lead to totally put it on the shelf. You can play little by little, but given how excited you've been about Wreckfest, it's probably going to be the uh, the main focus of your video game and attention. 
It, it will be, especially with everything that I've seen from YouTube's on the PC version and some of the trailers. Oh, yeah. All right, well, my what I've been playing pretty much similar to last to last show, more Crash Team Racing, finishing up the Back in Time um, Grand Prix, and getting ever so closer to unlocking Entropy. So I talked about how hard the time trials are in previous episodes. I'm slowly making my way through all of them. There's 31 total you have to beat in order to unlock Entropy and get two silver trophies, one for beating all of Entropy's ghosts, as well as another one for unlocking all the characters present in the original Crash Team Racing. Entropy is the last character I need. Uh, I, the only one of the original tracks that I need to beat is Oxide Station, and after that I can move on to the Nitro Kart levels. So I'm more than halfway there. Oh, well that's good. And, you know, some of the levels that I've beaten, like um, Blizzard, Buff, or Blizzard Bluff, Dragon Mines, Cortex Castle, are considered some of the hardest ones. Um, so I have... I'm at a good pace, and I finally have a good good feel on things, so I, I'm not trying to do them all in one night. I'm taking them day by day, maybe do one, maybe do two a day, so I don't, like, overwork myself. Because, you know, you hear stories online of people playing for three hours one track and still not beating the time trial. So I'm slowly but surely getting there. I'm not trying to overload myself all in one night. You know what? And I, th- there's nothing wrong with that. I, th- there are some some trophies that are very obtainable if you don't, burn yourself out or beat your head against the wall. If you just kind of go, you know what? I'm just going to chip away at it. Well, I mean, if you try to do it all at once, you're just going to get frustrated and end up quit, be quitting because you're like, why do I want to keep doing this? Yeah. And and, I, and you first started out going, these are probably going to be way too hard. I'm not even, you know, I'm going to try, but I'm already banking that I'm not getting it. And then to hear you're already halfway and you've knocked out what the internet is saying are some of the hardest ones to get, that's awesome. Yeah, I will say, though, that uh, after if I do unlock Entropy and finish all the time trials, I will have every trophy except for one, and that's the one for beating all of Oxide's times. And I truly have no plan to go do that, because at least if I beat Entropy's time trials, I get him as a character. The only thing that I get from beating all of... putting myself through hell to beat all of the Oxide times, the only thing I get is the gold trophy, which... Would be nice to have the platinum, but I, I can live without that. I would much rather have entropy as a character, to be perfectly honest. So, okay. So I, I take it Nitro's time trials are even more insane than than what yeah. We're doing I mean now. the 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 time trials in this game are harder than they were in the original PS One Classic. Wow! And for now, I'm just throwing this out there. Let's say for some reason you went going through what you say. What's the character's name? Uh, Doctor Inf- Doctor Nefarious Nefarious Entropy, or sorry, Doctor Nefarious Trophy. So in Entropy, Entropy. So for some reason, when you're beating Entropy's time trials, let's just say you beat Nitros, and, and, and you know you had a heck of a good run. You even beat Nitros. Do they give you credit for both, or do you so got to do the, the thing one? About this, you have to first unlock Entropy's time trial. So you have to to get a certain time to unlock his time trial. And even if you beat his time in that first trial run, you still have to beat him again. Oh! Then, even after, oh. if you beat him and beat Oxide's time, you have to go and do Oxide's in a separate race. So you have to do three runs, at least, to get Double him off. Because on, on Cortex Castle, on my trial run to unlock the, tr- the Entropy trial, yeah. to unlock his ghost, I beat his time by two seconds, and I still had to go back and beat him again. I think it should give you credit. But I think I think it should. I, I think it should all stack. 
Especially like you like that. You beat it by two seconds. Would that have cleared his time? It would have cleared Entropy's time, but not Oxide's time. Well, see, see, I th- I think that that should count. If you run that good of a lap, they should be like, okay, that unlocked, and you know what? You get that as well. That's just me. That That's just the gamer in me from, you know. Because sometimes you can't, if if you play enough, you practice good enough, you can lay down consistent good times. But sometimes you just get that everything lines up just right, and you lay down that one perfect lap, and it won't happen again. To give you an idea, the biggest difference between Entropy on the play, on the PlayStation and on the PlayStation 4 is that now he takes the shortcuts. He doesn't take the shortcut every single lap, but for the most part, he will take the shortcuts. So even in that case, I think they made him too hard. I think they should have kept it with the, the, the original PlayStation version where Oxide takes the, the shortcuts, but Entropy doesn't because I think the Entropy t- trials are a little too hard. Yeah, I'm making my way through them, but I don't think he should be taking the shortcuts. He should just race the, the level really well. I got you. Because then you know Oxide's definitely taking the shortcuts and running better. Oh yeah, I mean, against Oxide, you have to take the shortcuts or you won't win. You don't stand a chance. Definitely a challenge. Speaking of chances, there was probably very little chance that anyone would have guessed that our first news story would come to fruition. Now, this comes. the information comes to us from IGN.com's Seth Macy who talks about the Yakuza Remastered Collection, which is available digitally right now. Uh, now, there are some things that go along with this. The If you want to wait for the disc versions, which will come with a... Um, well, first of all, I guess we should clarify. When they say uh, the y- Yakuza Remastered Collection, it's Yakuza 3, 4, and 5. And from what I understand, Yakuza 5 has never been released in, in the West. But that, Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go ahead, Yield. No, I was going to say, yeah, that, that's what I've heard as well. Yeah. Uh, the disc versions come on February 11th, 2020, so you have to wait a bit longer if you want the disc versions. But if you want the digital version, you can actually go to the PSN store, and you can play Yakuza 3 right now, and then Yakuza 4 Remastered will release on October 29th, and Yakuza 5 will Remastered will release on February 11th, same day, day and date, with the physical collection. Um, so, I mean, while you can't play them all now digitally, you can at least get your hands on one of them right now. Um, the, uh, if you want to wait for the physical edition, which comes at regular price, and, uh, yeah, like, uh, the visuals have given, uh, been given an upgrade from, uh, 720p and 30 frames per second to 1080p and 60 frames per second, and, yeah, I mean, I know the Yakuza games are very popular, so, I mean, this is really good news coming out of Gamescom. Well, yeah, it is. I, I picked up, was it Yakuza 0? Whatever we got free for plus a couple months ago. I, I picked it up. I'm a, I'm going to give it a whirl. I'm considering getting this Yakuza Remastered Collection because I've heard really good things about it. And I've played some of uh, all Sleeping Dogs. And I know that I know, I know it, it's totally different, but it's kind of the same genre, I guess I want to say. So I'm I'm interested in it. You? No, I mean the Yakuza games have never really been my thing. They're a lot like the Grand Theft Auto games, correct? I mean, not exactly the same. They're not carbon copies, but in, in a sense, yeah, because you're playing as a Yakuza gang member. So in a sense, it's. I mean, I think that was the comparison that it that it drew was it was a Japanese Grand Theft Auto. 
was kind of kind of a I don't want to say a lazy comparison, but uh, an easy comparison. Maybe that's what I want to go with. I mean, people love to compare Red Dead Redemption to Grand Theft Auto, although they were made and published by the same company. So, but I, you know, the uh, we'll talk about the physical release here a little bit. I we talked about we mentioned some things before, but just to clarify. Um, the IGN article says that it's the first time for the physical release of Yakuza 5 in the West, so maybe it was available digitally before. But um, what you get in the package, you essentially get uh, a big box, like a PS3 box, where you can store everything in, and the games come, uh, Yakuza 3 and 4 come on one disc, Yakuza 5 comes on its own disc. It comes in a PS3 case, and you get, uh, that comes inside of a, and I'm going to quote, this is a quote, a striking red collectible case emblazoned with Kiryu's trademark dragon tattoo. So the actual PS3 box that holds the games, the disc, comes inside a PS4 box that has the tattoo on it. A nice, pretty... Hey, this uh, this doesn't do you a lot of good listening to me describe it, but there are pictures online. You can go look at it. It's, it's a nice package, especially when it's uh, going to be $60. And right now, apparently, the only place that you can buy it is, besides the, the PlayStation Store, is Amazon.com. Oh wow, awesome! But I think I think that's a good deal—sixty bucks for three games. Oh, absolutely! Especially games the size of Yakuza. I mean, we give publishers shit for releasing games all the time, but you know, a lot of times, like the Crash games were forty bucks. I believe Shadow Colossus for PS4 was forty bucks, and you know, these games are essentially twenty bucks each, which is a budget like greatest hits price. So great greatest hits price, yeah, exactly. And Spyro was forty bucks. So I mean, if, if I've even I have crapped on remastered games but at the same time i've also if the price is if the price is done right you can't overly complain i mean you can complain about it but you can't go at them with pitchforks and torches 60 bucks like you said so you're you're paying 20 bucks a game that's greatest hit price i don't see a problem with that especially on especially on games like this that are very well received and they don't they they're not necessarily well known here in the West, so it's like awesome. I mean, they could have easily kind of raked us over the coals with it. Oh, you've never got this physically. Well, not only that, but they are, of course, decently large games, so you'll have plenty to do and plenty of value with your sixty dollars. Absolutely. Now, what exactly makes you draws you to the Yakuza collection? I mean, you said that you downloaded it when it was free for PlayStation Plus. Well, is there anything in particular? I think it's the whole Japanese culture, you know, the Kung Fu and, and all that, you know. The, it's not all just about, you know, beating, you know, fist fighting and, and gun shooting. You know, they got the whole Kung Fu going, which is, it's kind of interesting. They know Kung Fu. They do. So yeah, if you're interested in the Yakuza collection, the remastered collection, again, the physical discs come out on February 11th next year, but if you don't want to wait, you can at least play Yakuza 3 Remastered right now on the PlayStation Network. Go on there. Um, And again, the other two remasters, 4 and 5, come out later this year, one in October, and the other one in February to coincide with the release of the physical editions. And Yield, this this, episode feels tailor-made for you, because we're just talking about stuff that you love, including CG Projects Red's Cyberpunk 2077. See, you didn't. You you're starting to get uh, excited about this game. I mean, I like the way it looks visually, but as far as the gameplay goes, 
I'm not sold yet. And I, I like that there's a focus on the single player. I, I like that we can have still have a very healthy multiplayer ecosystem, you know, for all of mini games. But I, I like I love the fact that people are still trying to sell, tell us engaging stories, enthralling stories through like really well crafted single player modes. Uh, you know, Cyberpunk 2077 is being made by CD Projekt Red, which I didn't know had a team of 400 people, which is about double what it was for The Witcher. Uh, of course, The Witcher, known as a you know a really good game series, so you know I feel very confident that CD Projekt Red will make a very good game out of Cyberpunk 20, 2077. Now I, I realize that everyone has to be skeptical until the game comes out, until we see more. But, I mean, things are looking really good for them. Uh, this information comes from Adam Bankhurst of IGN.com. Yield loves his IGN.com stories. Now they're, they're very uh, informational. So, Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be focused on single player, but CD Projekt Red is um, tinkering with, they're kind of in an R&D phase, with potential multiplayer. Now, what they have been very careful to state is that this does not guarantee multiplayer will actually make it into the game, but they are work they are working to see if it'll fit. They basically don't want to try to fit a square block into a circular hole. So they say if it works, we'll put it in there. If it doesn't work, it just doesn't work, and we can't make it fit. Okay, so as not that I am against multiplayer. I'm against multiplayers that are forced into a game because multiplayer is the in thing. I'm against that. Uh, but taking this approach to where we're going to try, or we're, we're experimenting. And if it works, we'll put it in. If not, we're not going to. I'm okay with that because it, it you know, they're, they're at least going to make it feel comfortable for them. They're not going to put it in because the masses say they want it. Now, now that, I, now that I have said that, from what I've read of the game and what I've seen of it, I'm not trying to dive in too deep. I'm kind of just trying to stay a little a dark in this game because I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. I don't know how multiplayer would fit into this world. Now, granted... Clearly capture the flag. Clearly zones and team deathmatch. Um, I... I haven't seen a lot of gameplay, so I don't, you know, maybe it would fit really well, but just from what I've kind of read and kind of seen, I don't see where it would fit in. But I give them props for putting it in R&D and going, well, will it work? I am totally okay with them saying, hey, we're going to, you know, like testing the water, see if it fits in there. I don't want multiplayer thrown into games. Just for the sake of multiplayer, don't just throw it. Like, I mean, this is a big discussion people had at Dead, like when Dead Space Three came out, and EA just shoved multiplayer into there. How'd that work for them? It didn't work out very well for Dead Space at all. It was the worst received of all the Dead Space games. Two, one, and two were like people loved them. Three, not so much. We actually got that for PlayStation Plus free one month, and I've beaten both Dead Space and Dead Space Two. Actually, no, I don't have the Platinum in 2 because it had that hard to the core trophy where you had to beat the game on hardcore mode with only three saves. Those no, three saves, yeah. I've but heard, I heard do about that. have the Platinum from the first one. But, um, yeah, like, Dead Space was a game that was very meant, like, meant to isolate you, and throwing multiplayer in there with, like, a co-op system with a buddy didn't make sense. 
I realized that, you know, a lot of people love co-op elements in games. Certain games don't need them, and that was definitely one of them. This one, that may be the case with this one. I don't like multiplayer for the sake of multiplayer to say, hey, we have multiplayer, so that's another thing for you to play in this game. You know, like, if it works, then I'm fine with it. I think that a lot of people were really hesitant to have it on Uncharted, but I think that Naughty Dog made it work really well. I think that the multiplayer is fun. Now, granted, I spent far more time with the single player than the multiplayer, but I know that the multiplayer for Uncharted has lived on for quite a long time. It, it has. I've, I've enjoyed... I enjoyed Uncharted 2 multiplayer, which was the first one, far more than I have any of the other ones. I've kind of liked them. I've played them enough to get my trophies. But the second one, which you can go back and listen to either Game Twerp or maybe even I talked about it here on Trophy Horse, I was totally against it. Absolutely thought it was the worst idea that they could possibly do and I was absolutely 100% wrong because Naughty Dog knocked it out of the park. And and it was fun. But I enjoyed the story multiplayer part of it. The one where you did you had you could have the the three players where you were working through like mini stories. That's the part I loved. The straight up traditional multiplayer and sorry not to cut you off. No, you you're fine. I I was just letting you finish. So, yeah, I mean, sometimes it works out for games, other times it doesn't, but it's on a game-by-game basis. You know, you have to take it case-by-case. So the fact that CD Projekt Red is saying, hey, we're just not going to shove this in there, like, if it's if it's viable, if we think it's a good fit, then it'll be in there. But we're not promising anything. So being very upfront and open and honest about it, I think is definitely great. Yes, I, I think totally that, agree. That, that kind of... Um, creates a, a, a strengthens the relationship between you and your consumers, you and your player base and the fans. Like it's it's great for them to come out and say this and say you know hey for um, sake of transparency this is what we're doing. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be in the game, but hey we'll try. We'll see if it fits. So I mean like hats off to CD Projekt Red who's taking the right approach to it. Yes, I, I totally agree with that. And for all the disappointment that we heard coming from E3 about Marvel's Avengers, of course being developed by. Crystal Dynamics. It seems that they are. There's a lot of care going into this game, and a lot of th- thought going into this game as well. You know, even if people want to complain about the fact that the Avengers don't look like their movie counterparts, because guess what? They're not supposed to. Those characters have been around for you know years and years. You know, going on like we're starting to get close to a century for some of these characters, and yeah, so they were all around long before Chris Hemsworth and. You know, um, Robert Downey Jr., so... Chris um, Evans. Silly. I always forget Chris Evans' name. I don't know why. Scarlett Johansson. Mark Ruffalo. There you go. I was. That's the name I always forget. Yeah, we fill in each other's blanks. There you go. But basically, out of Gamescom came information that Marvel and um, Crystal Dynamics have been working together to create an original story for the upcoming Marvel's Avengers video game, which is amazing news like we don't want to play just the movies we just saw so the fact that they're collaborating with marvel who owns the property that's great stuff Uh, they also talked about how they are you know making the characters play differently through skill trees some characters have more skill tree like like multiple skill trees um tony stark and iron man being one of those with who has three skill trees dedicated to repulsors lasers and rockets You'll also be able to customize your Avengers with different gears. And 
these gears will all be different rarities. Um, some will be legendary. So um, the uh, coming out of the IGN article written by, we'll give proper credit here, by Jordan Sirani. The obviously the harder to find or the rarer the le- the gear, the better perks it'll have. So not only will you have skill trees to differentiate your Avengers, which means that your Avenger, even if you you and a friend are both playing as Thor, they you may have completely different experiences with that character because there are skill trees, but there's also gear which you can equip to your characters to grant your characters different perks. Yield what yeah. so far. Uh, like, does this any of this information change? Because it seems like you came out of E three underwhelmed as well. Well, I did, and I I came out like everybody else. Well, that doesn't look like the movies. But instead of out crying like everybody else was, I also realized at the same token, okay, Crystal Dynamics is not going to shell out the money to get all those actors for facial recognition and reprise those roles. I, I understood that. It's, but it's, it's an adjustment that I have to make on my end. But I wasn't thrilled with the initial trailer that I saw. It just didn't, it didn't grab me. Like, like I was hoping all this buzz around this game, but I'm still, I, cause I, I, I Tricky's really thrilled about this. So, I'm I'm still optimistic about it. I think there's even a trailer, or th- I know that I read that there's gameplay going to be coming out soon for this game. And I really want to see that because it looked the what we saw at E3. It looked rough, not like bad rough. It just didn't look as polished as you would think for E3. Well, I thought. I mean, I thought they said the game was still in alpha. So I mean, you're gonna you're gonna ex- you kind of got to expect it to be a little rough when it's still in alpha. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and I think that's what kind of killed some of the buzz for me. Uh, but I wasn't ready to flush it down a toilet. So, I'm, I'm waiting to see this gameplay release. See if it's polished up. See how it looks. So, I, I liked from the article that it said that Marvel has been very encouraging with them of going of letting them go their own original route and trying to blend the, I believe it was, they just came off their 80th anniversary. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that Marvel has, it's steering the ship too. It's not like crystal dynamics has free reign. I'm, I'm, I'm sure, but I, I like how they're, they're taking, I said in the article that they're taking their 80 year history and they're taking that and they're blending that into their own original story. And that also includes the costumes. They're going back and looking at classic costumes and kind of using those, but also kind of updating them for more modern looks. Yeah, but but Marvel's like, yeah, I like that. Go with it. And it's, I, I like that, because Marvel could just sit there and go, nope, we've made all this money in the MCU. Nope, this is how you're going to do it. And they're letting them do their thing. To be fair, they also, they. I mean, it's not like Marvel was trying to create a game on their own. They went to Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix for a reason because they know that Crystal Dynamics are world-class developers and they know how to make a game. Yeah. And so... And my train just derailed. hate it when that happens. Did somebody leave a penny on the railway? On the rail tracks? They did, and the train just... I also... I'm glad, Yield, that you're not ready to flush this game down the toilet because this game certainly deserves more consideration than your everyday household goldfish. Yes, it does. 
Like I said, the, the only thing I was disappointed about from the whole thing was it didn't have, uh, doesn't have local co-op. I mean, that is disappointing, yes. Because I, I was thinking a game like this would have been perfect for local co-op. You're not wrong about that. Almost as perfect as butter is for toast. Exactly. So, but I'm, I'm not going to let that, you know, be a deterrent for the game. It's just something that I'm disappointed. Like the masses were disappointed that it wasn't the movie characters in there. I'm disappointed that it wasn't local co-op. I mean, yours is a little bit more functional than just simple cosmetics and being silly like everybody else who's complaining. Yeah, it is. But I'm, I'm trying to put it in comparison for, for those out there. That That was my disappointment. Well, the other thing that they did talk about, and um, they're already planning post-launch content, including new characters, regions, and costumes, and um, a lot of this content will be free. So, not all of it, but there is a good amount of it that will be free. See, I like that. Because then it it makes you more want to buy the content that they put out. Well, look what all they gave me for free. You know what? Sure, here you go. Hey, you know what? Rocket League gave us a ton of free content over the years, but during the Radical Summer, I went out and bought the Ghostbusters pack because I really wanted that Stay Puff goal explosion. Yeah, I, I need to go pick that up because I want that. I've been using the Jurassic Park goal, goal explosion. I need to get Stay Puff. I, I, I saw, you told me the price. I thought it was going to be more. You told me the price. I'm like, $199? Shit, I might as well be stealing the game from Psionics. Or I might as well be stealing the content from Psionics. That's so cheap. I know, right? It's they do their DLC right. Well, they've always done it right because they use their game as a platform and then release content afterwards and continue to support it. So even when you after you've made that in, initial investment, three years later, the game is still fun as shit. Oh, absolutely. Or no, is it four years later? It might be four years later. Wily bastards. And they keep they keep updating it, and it's just. And every so often they add a new course and they do their seasonal stuff. It's it, it for me, it draws me back in. I, I kind of, okay, I'm going to go play something else. Oh, they're doing a Halloween stuff. Okay. Let's play. Oh, I'm game. I think I was completely on board last year when they released like the, the fireplace wheels, like tires for the cars, for Christmas, the holiday wreath with like the stockings and the lights on it. Incredibly cheesy, but I loved every shit, every second of that. I'll tell you that much. I got all that holiday. I, I got the the, the snowstorm, uh, paint job or like paint job, so to speak. The snow is always flowing across your car. That's pretty wicked, man. I I spent so much time during the Radical Summer event collecting over a thousand cassettes, and that's after I had bought everything that I wanted from the TV, the television, like section of the the DLC. So yeah, um, but yeah, so. It's nice to see that you're not going to just get a $60 game. You're going to get also more post-launch content, including new characters. Oh my god, who could that be? You know, it's not just costumes, but you're also getting new characters, which I assume means new gear and new skill trees. New skill trees at the very least. But yeah. At least. And then new and then new levels, because you more likely will get a level to go with your new character. Well, they're calling them regions, so you're going to get more than just a level. Oh, well, then you're going to get a whole area. Yep. Uh, so it seems like after an initial cooling off and how people were excited for Avengers, probably because Avengers, you know, after Infinity War and Endgame, it's not it's not hard to be excited for a video game that you think is going to be in those veins. I think that, you know, now that they're showing more of the game and ex- exploring more of the game and kind of explaining it more, 
after you know people were kind of disappointed by E3, I think that more and more people, like I think more and more people will come around and you know get excited once again for the game. I I believe so. Once this gameplay trailer releases, it that that'll help. All right, we well, yield. It's late on a Friday night. Yeah, it is. We cover the news. I think the only thing to do now is clean this shit up and do some housekeeping. Get out the brooms. Time to get out of here. I, I reversed my own sake. I reversed it this week. Let's do some housekeeping, and we're going to do that by cleaning this shit up. All right, there we go. Things things are set right again. All right. There we go. If you are a talented writer, podcaster, video editor, news reporter, or you do work with just any websites have any experience, please go to provingaid.com and click the Help Wanted tab. Jump through all the applica- the application process that Tricky has set up for you. If you want to become a pr- uh, part of provingamer.com, we'd love to have you. Just go there, click on the tab, follow everything that Tricky has set up for you, and Tricky will be- get back to you as soon as possible. If you watch video game content on Twitch, Proving Gamer's got a channel. Hooray! Hooray! Go to twitch.tv backslash gamer to check out what we're streaming now or the next time we're streaming or yeah, I believe we give updates on what we're streaming probably on I believe on Twitter as well as on Discord. Twitter. We have a Twitter for uh, for the website, Proven Gamer. We also have personal Twitter pages. I'm at Sonosaurus Rex. He's at I yield to no one. Steve's at Badchild27. Sid is at Sidney and Tricky Mick is at Tricky Mick. Go figure. If you want to reach us via email, you can send an email to trophyhorse at provengamer.com. The phone number that you can call. Yield. 330-9-330-776-8369 for those that can't spell on a phone. Well, hopefully you can spell because you need to find the other hot podcast on the Proven Gamer Podcast Network, which includes, according to Daryl, Resident Daryl, the flagship show of Proof of Gamer, PG Spoilers. New episodes coming out. Nintendo Dual Screens, for all you Mario and Smash Brothers fans out there, with Steven and Andy, where they a lot of times focus on interviews with developers, including a lot of indie developers. And the Game Stuff podcast, which is a more generalized gaming podcast, but nonetheless, Joe and Clyde do a lot to focus on some of the biggest topics in gaming, so... Go check out Game Stuff as well. Three other great podcasts that you can listen to here on the network. Where can you find them? Apple Podcast, which is formerly iTunes, Stitcher, various podcast apps, Google Play, TuneIn, and you can find Nintendo Dual Screens and Trophy Horrors on iHeartRadio and Spotify. Yield, how about you share our PlayStation 4 communities so that if they're on the PlayStation 4, they can join us. So, I have a PlayStation 4 community called the Platinum Guild, where you come, post your latest Platinum. The site has a PlayStation 4 community, Proven Gamer. Trophy Horse has a PlayStation 4 community, but it's not called Trophy Horse because Shuhei won't let us say whores no matter how you do it. Asterisks, backwards letters, doesn't matter. What if you do a double V for the W, like they did with the movie The Witch? You know, I haven't tried that. And what if the eye is a one? You know, maybe I should try that. I know I tried a, a, a few different alterations, and it just, it would not let you do it. So anyway, it's called the T-Dubs Brothel, because the horrors hang out in the brothel. So, that's where you can find our PlayStation 4 communities. 
Before we get to our shout-outs, we want to thank our sponsors. We are proud to be in a partnership with the Humble Bundle. You don't know what Humble Bundle is? Every month, it's a charity initiative that every month bundles together games, uh, books, ebooks, all kinds of different stuff. They sell them as a package. You get to name your price, although the pricing is tiered, so the amount of content that you get from each bundle depends on how much you spend. Generally, the video game value is over $200. A lot of times, it's over $250. So even if you have to spend 20 bucks to get all the content, it's still a great deal, and you're helping charity. Uh, go, a hun- go to HumbleBundle.com to sign up for their electronic newsletter, as well as look at all the bundles they have for this month. We want to take this time to thank our Patreon uh, producers, Felicia Steph and CJ Anderson. Uh, if you want to support Trophy Horrors on Patreon, go to Patreon.com backslash ProvenGamer. Uh, there's a, a bunch of different tiers uh, on how you can support us. There's different rewards for each tier. So please go to patreon.com backslash ProvenGamer to check out everything we've got to offer you. And uh, just consider supporting the show. And even if you can't support us with your money, just you know, word of mouth. That's another great way to support us. Amazon.com. Before you go to Amazon to do any of your shopping, toilet paper, mittens, fire pokers, whatever, please come to ProvenGamer.com and click the link that will take you straight to Amazon on our homepage. What this does, it helps us. We get uh, it helps us uh, give us a little extra cash uh, to help with server fees, help keep the site open. Um, so please, before you go shopping on Amazon, come to the website first. Click the link. It's one extra step, uh, but it does help us out quite a bit. So we definitely appreciate it. Finally, Extra Life. November second is the date of the event this year. If you want more information or you want to sign up, go to extra-life.org. Uh, it's a charity initiative, a 24-hour gaming marathon in which you pick a Children's Miracle Network hospital to represent, and you collect donations or sponsorships from friends, family, and coworkers in support of your marathon. The money that you collect goes 100% of the money that you collect goes to support the Children's Miracle Network hospital that you've opted to represent. The motto for Extra Life is Play Games, Heal Kids, and it is the ultimate win-win situation in this universe. This universe that still exists, even though Thanos tried to kill half of us. Just half of you. That is going to bring us to the end of our housekeeping. Before we get out of here, we've got to do one last thing, and that is our shout-outs. Yield. So, I first off would like to give a uh, shout-out to the writers of IGN for writing the articles for which I polled for our topics today. I'd like to give a shout-out to you, all the pimps and the madams of the whoredom. Uh, A shout-out to Alex for hosting and recording tonight. A uh, kind of a, a shout out slash more twerp you. A twerp you towards GameStop for cutting half of the Game Informer staff because I enjoy reading Game Informer. But then also a shout out in the sense to the people of Game Informer because I enjoy reading their articles and I hope that those who lost their job bounce back very quickly. Let's be honest. Game mo- GameStop's model of being a game specialty retailer does is not sustainable. Uh, within the ne- within the next five years, they'll go- all go out of business. See, I I buy the majority of my games from GameStop only because if I'm bu- if I'm buying a game and they've got a pre order bonus and I get something extra, uh, I'll get it from them. I before the GameStops bought out all the mom and pop stores, I went there was a mom and pop store in a local mall where I bought my games. Because that Yield, you're like, not better than anyone else. We all went to Electronics Boutique. That 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 was the first video game store that was 
in my area. I have heard I had heard of these video game stores, but they were in for my area. They were in the big city, and I you know I just didn't go to the big city. And then when one came to my a neighboring town, it was like oh my god, finally! So that's where I bought my video games. Occasionally, I'd buy them from a Kmart. You know, but mostly I bought them from there. And then they got bought out. GameStop is everywhere now. There is no, it's hard to find a mom and pop store for video games. So I wouldn't be overly sad if they went away. Well, then you better stop buying your damn games there. <laughs> I, sh- I Yeah, I should. Just buy, just buy from Amazon. You'll be buying everything from there anyway. But then on the same token, over the last few years, they expanded very quickly. You know, Think Geek, Game Informer, everywhere. You know, they were gobbling up these things. Kind of in a sense of not to be poking fun at anybody, but kind of how Telltale got big real quick. Well, I think what they were trying to do is diversify because they're like, oh God, like there's only so much market share we can gain by selling video games because, you know, we're competing against the Amazons, the Walmarts, the Targets. Can we really do that? I mean, you saw what happened to Toys R Us, which is a toys like specialty retailer, although there's word now that Toys R Us is coming back by the end of the year in some form. But I, I think that they were trying to diversify to get just to make sure that their business wasn't solely re- like relying upon video games. But I mean, there is definitely a chance that they just expanded way too much and spent way too much money. And they can't. I mean, obviously, them cutting the Game Informer staff shows that. Yeah. And, and so when I heard that news this week, I was just like. There had been murmurs for months that, you know, that they're in trouble, things were going downhill, and then they cut the Game Informer staff, and it's like, you know what, I think this boulder is really rolling downhill fast. So anyway, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I kind of ended my shoutouts on such a bummer note, but... No, you're fine. It's, that stuff has to be talked about. It's important, too. It is. Give a shout out to the listeners, the fuel to the fire that is Trophy Horse. Thank you all very much for your continued support of the show. Without you all, this engine just doesn't go. There's no coal going into the train. We can't, engineer can't work. So uh, without you all, there would be no word of mouth for Trophy Horse. There'd be no growth for Trophy Horse. And we certainly wouldn't be on iHeartRadio or Spotify. So thank you all very much for your continued support. Also give a shout out to Yield for recording with me late on this Friday night and enduring all my technical issues. Basically, but we tried to record for about 30 minutes before we actually got to record because my mic jack was not plugged into the desk, like the tower for the desktop. And Yield asked me multiple times, are you sure it's plugged in? And I'm sitting here checking all the wires going into the microphone. I'm like, yeah, of course it is. And then I get down on the floor, like as I'm unplugging it and I look and I see, oh, wait, there's a jack, an AV jack or an audio jack that's not plugged in. Whoops. So... <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I just I I can't. So yield. Thank you for uh, enduring that. You're 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 welcome. We all have issues. I mean, heck, you guys lived through my uh, my uh, squirrel not turning the internet wheel for a couple of years. So last but not least, I want to give a shout out to my loving girlfriend Ashley. She is working tonight. If you don't know, she is an EMT, so she is going to probably be working a sixteen-hour shift tonight, uh, out saving lives. Like she legitimately saved someone's life already. Uh, not tonight, but uh, a couple weeks ago when there was a person who died and she resuscitated them with CPR, like brought that person back to life. So she's out there working incredibly hard and overnight and for a long time saving people's lives. So I am very proud of her and what she's doing. 
And yeah, my final goes, shout out goes out to her. Awesome. So that is going to bring us to the end of this episode, episode 402. Hope you like that little news blast from Yield at the beginning. Maybe we'll turn that into a regular thing. Maybe. I'll tell you what. Honestly, it, it was way better in my head than how it came out. My train kind of derailed a couple of times, but... Well, they won't hear the first time. I'll take that well, out no, of the show. Well, you'll take that out of the show, but even the second time, there was something else I was missing. Yeah, well, they'll know that there was a first-time mess-up because I'll leave what I just said in the show. No, but... that's fine. I, I'm, I'm totally cool with that. So next time, I really need to write this crap down. And I always say that every time, but I really need to start writing this crap down because I got some... I come up with some good stuff. All right, well, that is going to bring us to the end of episode 402. Until next week, happy Trovion. Hey, see y'all next week. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines.